unregulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with us on the program today. We're going to be taking a look at what is going on in the city of Chicago, where uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has announced her latest crime-fighting plans. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in uh, just a moment. Uh, Before we get started, though, I do want to say thank you to everybody who... uh, Send me their well wishes uh, and their condolences. I mentioned yesterday on the program that we had to say goodbye to our boy Bullet, uh, who was honestly the best boy ever. Uh, We love him. We miss him. But you know what? We had thousands of good days with him and only one truly heartbreaking one. I think that um, that the balance... Yeah, uh, lies with the good days. So thank you again to uh, everybody for uh, for reaching out. Now let's get to uh, our top story here, and that is what's going on in the city of Chicago, where Mayor Lori Lightfoot has said she's got some new ideas to combat crime. Yeah, the uh, city of Chicago will host two large gun buybacks, quote-unquote, this year, as well as launch a program aimed at giving rebates to residents who purchase private security cameras. Yeah, the city's budgeted $5.3 million through 2024 for a rebate program that'll pay residents up to $225 per camera. For a total of $450 at a home, they'll also pay $100 per safety light and vehicular GPS tracking. Got to cut down on those cards. Well, uh, up to $50 per device. I was going to say got to cut down on the carjackings, but this isn't going to cut down on any carjackings. This isn't going to cut down on any crime. This, this may, let, let's let say that every resident in Chicago says, oh, I'm going to buy a camera. I'm going to put it right outside of my house. Okay, cool. So maybe now you've got more evidence, right? Maybe now you've got video evidence that can lead to arrests, lead to convictions, lead to uh, prison time. Okay, but it's not a preventative measure. Any more than a quote-unquote gun buyback is. Uh, Now, we don't have a lot of details about the compensated confiscation efforts. Um, Lightfoot officials are in the process, they say, of raising $1 million from businesses and philanthropic donations to host the, quote, large gun buyback. Specific times, locations, and eligibility criteria won't be announced until a later date, the city has said, but one event is scheduled for the summer, another for the fall. Uh, Block, uh, excuse me, uh, Book Club Chicago, no, I think it's Block Club Chicago, uh, had a little bit more information, quoting Lori Lightfoot, saying 95-plus percent or 90-plus percent of our homicide victims are the victims of gun violence. We need to solve this problem, she says, using every single tool that we can. We want to incentivize you to do the right thing so they don't become used in any kind of violence. So what is the right thing, according to Lori Lightfoot? The right thing, apparently, is give up your gun. Right? We want to incentivize you to do the right thing. We want to pay you to give up your gun so that it's not used in crime. The problem with that, of course, is that the people who use guns in crimes are not going to hand them over in a compensated confiscation event. Instead, what the city will get, uh, most likely, are what we call garbage guns. Guns that are old, broken, and been stored in an attic or down in a basement, tucked away for years and years, may not even be operable, but are certainly not the guns that are being used by violent criminals. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. There was a working paper that was published uh, in May of last year Have U.S. gun buyback programs misfired? That's the name of the uh, 
uh, uh, study. You can find it at the National Bureau of Economic Research, Toshio Farazas, uh, Joseph Sabia, Mark Anderson, the authors uh, of this study. Now, look, we, we, uh, I wrote a piece um, over the weekend. There's a great uh, video that just came out from Reason talking about how there's really no easy way and no good way to study the effects of a particular gun control law uh, on crime rates because there are so many other variables. So take this particular working paper with as many grains of salt as you want, but here are the findings. The uh, authors of this uh, paper said, quote, gun buyback programs, GBPs, which use public funds to purchase civilians' privately owned firearms, aim to reduce gun violence. However, next to nothing is known about their effects on farm-related crime or deaths. Using data from the National Incident-Based Reporting System, we find no evidence that gun buyback programs reduce gun crime. Given our estimated null findings with 95% confidence, we can rule out decreases in farm-related crime of greater than 1.3% during the year following a buyback. Using data from the National Vital Statistics System, we also find no evidence that gun buyback programs reduce suicides or homicides where a farm was involved. These results call into question the efficacy of city gun buyback programs in their current form. Yeah. By the way, there's not been a single study that I'm aware of that has ever been done on uh, gun buybacks, quote unquote, that have shown them to be effective at all in reducing violent crime reducing suicides or accidents involving firearms. In fact, there was a study that came out a few years ago that, that purported to show that violent crime tended to increase in cities after a gun, quote-unquote, buyback was held. So why on earth is the city trying to raise a million dollars to hold these gun buyback programs? And why are companies like BMO Harris Bank, Blommer Chocolate Company, Cabrera Capital Markets, Motorola, Wangjing America. Why are they donating money to this? I'll tell you. Because of the press. That's why. I, I like to call these uh, buybacks uh, a soundbite solution. Something that a politician like Lori Lightfoot can announce in front of the cameras, can get positive press. Oh, look, she's doing something. Corporate partners can step in and cut a check and look, we're doing something too. But you're not really doing anything at all other than puffing yourselves up and generating positive publicity. Because if these programs, again, don't have any impact on violent crime, don't have any impact on suicides, don't have any impact on accidental shootings, what's the actual point? Other than to provide anti-gun politicians and their corporate partners, again, with some good PR. Meanwhile, you've got uh, lawmakers in Illinois who are hoping to pass a ban on quote-unquote ghost guns. So, yeah, the, the, the goal in Illinois among Democrats, unfortunately, is still to go after the gun and not the uh, – all guns, by the way. It doesn't matter who owns them, right? Just go after the guns as opposed to going after the violent criminals. Now, I would argue, again, there are a lot fewer violent criminals in Chicago than there are legally owned firearms. So a strategy that involves going after the guns is not only going to run up against the Second Amendment, it's not only going to run up against our right to keep and bear arms, the precedent uh, set in Heller McDonald and soon the precedent that is set in Bruin. But you're also, again, <laughs> trying to go after, what, 400 million legally owned 
inanimate objects in this country as opposed to the tens of thousands of Americans in states from coast to coast who are actually responsible for a disproportionate amount of violent crime. Makes no sense to me. But, you know, we did have Democrat lawmakers in Illinois yesterday. They announced a uh, their anti-crime bill. Uh, and one of the things that they talked about, uh, even though a lot of these proposals actually mirrored proposals that Republicans had introduced earlier in the year, uh, they said, well, you know, it's, it's not entirely the same. Because, you know, the, 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 the Republicans' proposals all involved, you know, putting more people in jail, and, and that's expensive, and it doesn't work. Look, I don't think the goal should be to put as many people as possible as jail. In fact, I think that should absolutely not be the goal. But when you have something like focused deterrence, something that, again, focuses on the most violent offenders, what tends to happen is that fewer arrests are made, fewer people are prosecuted, fewer people go to jail or prison, but violent crime also drops because the people who you are targeting for prosecution and imprisonment are the ones who are driving violent crime in any given community. So it's not about arresting our way to safety. It's not about banning our way to safety. It's about being honest enough to recognize who's the problem here. Who are the most violent individuals in any given community? The police know who they are. Prosecutors know who they are. The community knows who they are. So deal with that, again, very small number of very violent individuals. Look, offer them a way out. Offer them a way out. Offer them the chance to turn their life around. But if they don't take that opportunity, don't offer them plea bargains. Don't give them a slap on the wrist and spin them back out of the streets to commit another offense. Take them seriously and their crimes seriously. When you do that, you can actually see the violent crime rate decline by 50% or more in cities. We've seen this happen across the United States. It's not happening in Chicago. because They're doing things like compensated confiscation programs instead. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day. Our recidivist report will start there with the news out of Sacramento, where a second man has been arrested in this uh, shooting in Sacramento. Uh, the brother, actually, of the first person who was arrested in connection with this shooting, 27-year-old Smiley Martin, was arrested, according to police, while he was in the hospital being treated for a uh, gunshot wound that he received during that shooting uh, over the weekend. Uh, but when he is released from prison, he will be booked into uh, the county jail, charged with possession of a firearm by a prohibited person, as well as possession of a machine gun. Now, right now, Smiley Martin has not been charged with any of the actual deaths or injuries that resulted from this shooting, but the investigation does continue. And again, we've heard, you know, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, we heard uh, the mayor of Sacramento, uh, Daryl Steinberg. Uh, and a host of other anti-gun politicians. Before any information was known about the suspects or about the firearms that were used in the crime, they came out, oh my God, this shows the need for more gun laws. We need, to, we need more gun reform laws. We need to ban assault weapons. We need to ban this. We need to ban that. Well, here was somebody who was prohibited by law from possessing a firearm. And none of the laws in California, including universal background checks, including background checks on ammunition purchases, including a 10-day waiting period, none of those laws apparently worked to stop Smiley Martin from illegally acquiring a firearm. In fact, police are accurate. None of those gun control laws stopped Smiley Martin from legally acquiring a machine gun that may or may not have been used to murder innocent people on a Sacramento street. 
Now, I don't expect that any of these anti-gun politicians are going to change their tune simply because more facts have emerged. But uh, as we pointed out at Bearing Arms earlier today, not every public official in California is on the same page. The mayor of, Sa- the mayor of Fresno uh, and the police chief in Fresno uh, have actually both come out and said, listen, <laughs> we have all kinds of gun control laws on the books in California. They're not working. They're not stopping these crimes. We need to get serious about reforming our criminal justice system. I don't expect the Democratic supermajority in Sacramento is actually going to listen to those folks, but uh, I think they are on to the right idea. Today's Armed Citizen story, boy, this is kind of a nothing burger headline. Man fatally shot. Initial investigations indicate self-defense. The story itself, um, I got to say, is pretty amazing. It's from uh, Citrus County, Florida. And the uh, Citrus County Sheriff's Office says that a woman, this all started with a woman being attacked and beaten. Sheriff's Office uh, officials responded to a disturbance about 4.30 Saturday morning. Uh, and they found 36-year-old Kyle Davis near uh, the back door of a home in Homosassa Springs, Florida. He was dead on arrival. Uh, Brittany Carmen, who's a, a spokeswoman for the Citrus County Sheriff's Office, says preliminary investigations revealed that Kyle Davis had beaten a woman who then returned to her home with what was described as significant injuries. When the woman's roommate, who was a man, was trying to figure out what happened to her, Davis then allegedly forced his way into the home and attacked the woman's roommate. And during that fight, according to Brittany Carmen, the sheriff's spokesperson, the roommate was able to retrieve his pistol and fatally shoot Davis. Carmen did not identify the woman or her roommate because they're both listed as victims in this case. Uh, she said at this time, initial findings are indicating that the shooting was self-defense. It is an open, active investigation. No further uh, details will be provided. Uh, we will keep our eyes open for any further details. But again, if all of the evidence matches what has been previously reported, then yes, this was absolutely a case of self-defense and defense of another. So we will keep our eyes peeled for uh, any further information Uh, if it becomes available. Finally today, our good deed of the day, Anne Arundel County, Maryland, where over the weekend, officers were in the right place at the right time, willing to do the right thing to save four people, including two children from a car that had submerged into some uh, pretty chilly waters. It was uh, Friday night, about 9.15, an officer who was on patrol in the uh, Severn Danza Park area apparently heard a crash uh, and responded. Uh, He and his supervisor discovered a vehicle had lost control and had veered off the road through trees and a fence before becoming half-submerged in a a drainage pond in the park. The car was starting to fill with water. There were four people inside, including a nine-month-old and a three-year-old child. So the officers moved in and were able to uh, get the kids out first. And they had to break the uh, passenger windows of the vehicle to gain access. But uh, once they got the kids out, then they returned to rescue the adults. People were wet and cold, but uh, no serious injuries reported. The uh, unlicensed driver, by the way, identified as 27-year-old Oswaldo Ramirez Lopez, arrested due to outstanding warrants. Whoopsie. Uh, And again, you know, if you listen to the gun control advocates, the fact that we have driver's licenses prevents people like Oswaldo Ramirez Lopez from driving without a driver's license, right? That's why we have driver's licenses, because, you know, you have to have a license to get behind the wheel of a car. That's one of their arguments against constitutional carry. Well, if you have a license to drive, well, we all know, again, how well the requirement that a license to drive works to prevent unlicensed drivers from getting behind the wheel of a car. It doesn't. It may provide a charge after the fact, but it doesn't actually 
prevent anybody from uh, getting behind the wheel when they do not possess a driver's license. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Again, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the program. I really do appreciate you being with us every day. And um, again, your your thoughts and kind words meant a great deal to me uh, yesterday during a uh, pretty difficult time. So thank you once again. Now, we'll be back tomorrow with even more Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. But you can also check out BearingArms.com throughout the day and you'll get your Second Amendment fix. We are regularly updating the site with the latest news about the right to keep and bear arms from all across the country. Hopefully this week we'll get to write that story about constitutional carry becoming law in Georgia. We're waiting on that signing ceremony from uh, Governor Brian Kemp, but we'll let you know as soon as it happens. Uh, if you do like what you see at BarryAndArms.com, I would encourage you to become a VIP subscriber. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. Uh, in return, we're going to give you exclusive analysis, news stories, content you won't find anywhere else. It's our way of saying thank you for showing your support for the independent pro segment of journalism we're doing at Bearing Arms. It really does make a difference. It really does matter. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, be well. Be safe. You know it. Be free. Be free.